everybody. Bonjour à toutes. Dag allemaal. Welcome to the first ever episode of Bad Radio. Bad. I'm Mara Ittel. My pronouns are she, her, and I'm co-hosting this episode together with Jessica Giselle, she, her, and Mia Melvar, she, her. This episode is called A Space for Pleasure. We are recording this episode in Brussels at BNA BBOT, Brussels nous appartient. Brussels behoort ons toe. And today we will discuss the notion of pleasure in queer spaces with a bunch of invited guests and we will listen to different audio fragments from our archives. We are live streaming this episode and if you are listening live, then an extra warm welcome to you. So, before introducing our lovely guests to you, we would like to give some context on what BAD is and this quote-unquote radio. So BAD stands for Brussels Armanac Dykes. It is first and foremost a slightly chaotic online map that attempts to gather and trace as many as possible Brussels-based queer and feminist spaces. The bad map is showing both past and present and both on and offline spaces of Brussels. It is self-nominated, meaning that people are welcome to suggest any place they think belongs there. So even though this project is still in its uh, early phases of collecting and gathering, it uh, became clear to us pretty early that uh, we had to come up with some sort of way to highlight the people behind these different and often community-driven spaces because there are so many people who are either holding up or safeguarding or caring for these rooms that mean so much to us. And it's also an important historic part of Brussels. Basically, we found that a few sentences on a map was a little bit tame or a bit distant. So that's why we are here today, uh, working through the slightly more juicy medium of sound <laughs> and starting on a mini podcast series. So we hope this can bring some of the voices from these places a little bit closer. So we are sitting here with uh, four lovely guests. I guess it's good to start with doing a little round of the table. So maybe you can all introduce yourself a little bit and what you do mostly. Okay. Um, well, again, I'm Noemi. Um, I'm the, the founder of uh, Misfit, uh, which is a queer forward concept. Uh, we host mainly uh, Club Nights, which is kind of an euphemism for rapes. Um, we do other activities uh, with women at the Cora. We organize also workshops and talks. Um, all of them, it's it's uh, with a focus on uh, liberation and connection through electronic music. Um, we also try to uh, grow the project into a sort of caring shelter for, uh, we call it music heartbeats and rave creatures. Uh, we like to to see it in a way as, you know, that sort of uh, love seats, uh, techno love seats dropping into your soul, but also having house drums releasing your body. So it comes to, to this uh, uh, idea of community around electronic music. Um, and uh, we started in 2018, but truly didn't uh, really uh, become what we had in mind uh, until, let's say, 2019, which was a shame because 2020 then uh, didn't let us uh, evolve as much as we, we wanted to. Um, and we tried to uh, come back last year with a, a great event. Actually, it was a real nice uh, uh, atmosphere. I would like to now that everything's reopening to um, meet our people again on the dance floor and organize some new events as from this spring, hopefully. So uh, my name is Kautar. Uh, I'm a Muslim African woman. Okay, I'm a, a, an activist like for uh, human rights, like all humans, like uh, <laughs> matter for me. For me, it's like important to be here, and uh, thank you for uh, inviting me. Really, it's mean a lot, and um, because I'm, 
I, I work like uh, in different places, so I can see the discriminations, the, the homophobia, the Islamophobia, the, the racism. So I'm just like standing there. I want to do something, but like I'm just trying to, to be equal with people. And I'm trying to, to like with some, some people and some friends to just to demontrer aux gens qu'on existe, like we, ex we exist, like we are, we are, we are there and you, you need to, to, to deal with that. Like uh, we're not gonna change uh, our body, and we're we're not gonna change like our minds uh, for you. We're trying to 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 find like uh, an equity for uh, all the people. So yeah, I'm I'm working like uh, I I was working uh, at the door, like uh, in different places, like uh, safe spaces, and uh, I I worked uh, like a security agent, and I'm actually a student. Uh, I'm studying psychology, and uh, that's all. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so I'm Leila. I'm one of the founders of Brave, uh, which is a small community center in Scarbeck uh, dedicated to arts and to deconstruct and uh, open uh, dialogues around bodies and identities politics. Um, so we host exhibitions, workshops, and different activities to bring people together and just open dialogues and try to create new realities, new paradigms. And I'm also a visual artist and a tattoo artist. So I'm Makoko from Fatsabat. Uh, Fatsabat was a place in the middle of Brussels, um, open with friends and in the moment of like a emergency it was like a big happy and furious um, uh, mess <laughs> proposing like a party and workshop and talks and um, conference and uh, projection and uh, a lot of things and a lot of um, moment of care too and but I put the this proposition uh in the middle of nowhere, like without money, without structures, without team. So a lot of ideas and energy and and it was like the first experience. It just popped in the middle of the city and a lot of people came and during the COVID we have to close the doors. But now we are like restructuring the things and preparing the comeback. So now we have a team, now we have money. Now we have invitation. We are thinking about like if we have to work with institution or without our own walls, we have to find spaces to to be together and to bring all these uh, needs and energy and new questions and old questions. Uh, so the space we're thinking for and by the queer and uh, POC community. So it was the first places uh, here, thinking just for us and them. So that's why uh, all the people came because we thinking like we have somewhere like in the middle of a little bit of coffee, a little bit of party place, a little bit of um, an exhibition space, a little bit of everything. So everybody could propose things, share, try to have a little bit of money. And um, and propose and and let's do it together. So now it's gonna be like in a better way, I think, to come back and doing the thing like step by step, and we learn together. I learn a lot, so trying to to make it like a, in a safer way for myself and the others. <laughs> well, what a. What a group of guests <laughs> uh, to, um, how do you say, welcome you. And uh, we wanted to also introduce, uh, we have another feature of the BAD uh, project is that we have a fortune teller based on old fragments. Um, and uh, yeah, I don't know if this is um, something you want to share, but there are these little purple notes around and you can turn one around and it will give you a little fortune for this episode. Yeah, if you, you can choose if it's something you want to read out loud, but maybe if we have one person who uh, finds that they found one that fits them, then uh, you can read it out loud uh, now. I don't know. Yeah, like mine is like, 
it's time to face it. It's time to do it. So now we have to do it. <laughs> <laughs> like it's the courage, like the courage de faire face. Uh, I like it actually. Thank you. <laughs> I'm going to put it on my wall. <laughs> Okay, so um, so how we've set this up today, um, the format we're going to kind of be working with is that we will play some different short sound capsules for you uh, that we've made out of fragments of um, interviews with people that are in some way related to these uh, spaces on the map that we made. And um, we kind of just want to play them and see what you think of them. So... It's a bit more of an association game than it is a straight-up interview, uh, meaning that feel free to interpret this as you wish. Will you hear something? What does it make you think for, for think about? And uh, yeah, it's just a, a place to start the conversation. Yeah, and I think the first, um, we have a couple of capsules. So um, as a team, today's Spaces of Pleasure, we wanted to start with like uh, the first capsule that really... Uh, tackles this idea of pleasure and uh, and spaces of pleasure. So the first one is in English, and it starts with an exclamation from Brit Mosselmans. Uh, she's the founder of uh, Match. It's a queer networking and party uh, organization here in Brussels. And then it's followed by a reflection uh, by Marnie Slater. She's an artist and member of uh, Mothers and Daughters, uh, lesbian and trans bar, also here in Brussels. <laughs> Because I also wanted to know who's behind these parties. I mean, I need to know. <laughs> I thought to myself that one thing that I look for is maybe people who are gender non-conforming. That, like, to have that kind of um, to share a space, even if it's a space of 50 people, to share that space with another person who's gender non-conforming is a um, is a certain, gives a certain feeling of safety. But then I also think it's like, if you see dykes behind the bar, the chances are you're gonna see dykes on the other, in front of the bar, that increases your chances of flirting. It increases your chances of uh, dancing with someone. I mean, it's, it's like, it's not only, a, I mean, safety is a, is, a, is a complex bubble that includes pleasure as much as it includes simply the absence of risk. So that's what uh, Dykes Behind the Bar means for me. <laughs> <laughs> the potential of pleasure. Yes, well. totally. <laughs> Any thoughts on this? Yeah, I'm actually very glad to, to hear this fragment first because when I was reflecting on the theme of the podcast today, uh, pleasure... I was thinking first of safety and how like, we really can't access to pleasure if we don't feel slightly safe, because for some of us, it's really a whole journey to relearn pleasure, the access to pleasure, depending on our experiences, and um, to allow yourself to experience it again. So I think it's a very good extract for that, and uh, I know that money is bigger on safety and safer spaces and all that, so it's really good to hear her speak about that. I, I also, something that really spoke to me is when uh, they say um, the absence of, of risk as opposed to safety, because sometimes, you know, there's no uh, a proper safety formula that you can apply and then a space becomes safe. Uh, so sometimes the absence of risk uh, comes uh, from seeing people like you on the team in that space and the absence of or the lack of or not that much of, uh, you know, cishet, uh, patriarchy gaze at you, um, seen, uh, like feel seen through the lenses of, of these norms um, and... I think that also is a sort of pleasure that you find in this kind of peaceful environment, that it's not only about, I mean, pleasure for me, it's not only about uh, sex or hedonism. It can be something as simple as having a, a, an authentic uh, connection with someone without the, the mask or the, the thing that you put on um, to go on to parties, for example, that are not queer and 
maybe you don't feel your authentic self because you have to hide something from your identity in order to feel safe. Um, and um, which for me, it's, it's very important, you know, to, uh, to find pleasure in this kind of um, experiences. But something that it got me thinking as well is that, uh, uh, for example, as opposed to hedonism, uh, sometimes I, I try to go away from this idea of hedonism uh, because it's sometimes something that uh, people put on queer parties, especially uh, gay men parties. Uh, and actually, maybe we can reclaim that and say, okay, uh, something that I like about hedonism is the indulgence of it. And we deserve to indulge in our desires and in our pleasure as queer people because sometimes you, you find so much restriction when you're out there that you, we deserve those space when you, you can just indulge in your desires and your identity, become authentic in that experience. I like the fact actually like the, the like you, Sorry, like the pleasure and the absence of risk. Because like my my story started there actually at the Modern Lotus. So I was like just there, I was like sitting because my friend told me like, uh, meet me at this bar. Like it was the first time for me, like I was like seeing uh, lesbian girls and uh, I was like, wow, nice. Because, you know, actually I'm Muslim. So, you know, you have to, to be with women's and men's need to be with men. So I was like, Fuck! I want to go out. I want to. I want to to have some some fun, and uh, it's real. Like because I was just I was there and uh, I saw two men come inside, and uh, my my friend like Ot uh, was like, "What the fuck?" And so like, what's happening? Like it's just like a, it's a, a safe space. Uh, why why these men are there? They, okay okay okay, <laughs> chill. Don't worry. Okay, so I I just put out the the, the men's and I I, I saw the um, the pleasure the people dancing and they was they are like um, really happy because it's a space for them and this is like uh, so important like for uh, for the community and even for uh, all the women's and uh, just to be safe in a space and you can just drink uh, dance meet people and uh, when you start talk with people like they have so many stories like it's uh, so interesting so yeah so me when <clears throat> i arrived in brussels like 10 years ago i was looking for like where can i find my pleasure where can i find like place where i can find like of course women and, and i'm like okay let's try some parties there there is like no so much uh, options at this time and um, so I try them I meet a lot of people like friends and communities and then I make okay maybe it's a lack of what I need for myself so, so like super egoistement I decided to like uh, propose a kind of party I would love to like yeah. having my own fun so I list all my um Criteria, <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I would love to have some music, this kind of music, a little bit of Afro trap, and a little bit of the music I like, like dancehall, and this kind of music you can find in like black parties, but hetero heterosexual black parties. And I'm like, okay, I'm gonna find some DJ who can play this kind of music, and maybe I'm not alone, like as a black woman loving this music, and maybe we can try to make something. And finally, I discover like uh, the black queer community here in Brussels uh, and uh, I open the space to men's because uh, like all the gay and all the trans and all the uh, communities like uh, loving this kind of, of uh, ways I love the same music and and with the same codes kind of um, and finally I propose this party um, when you say it's a place for them it's super difficult for me to make to put boundaries like where the them stop and where you are like out of this so i'm trying like to be super transparent on the thematic of the party saying like it's a queer body for and by this kind of people but uh, we never put someone on the door to say like you are not from this community so you have to decide from if you are in or out and respect the rules so for example the sauna party First, uh, I thinking like, okay, only for women. And then I said, no, let's be like queer, open, not just only for POC people. Let's open the space and let's see 
what happened. So, uh, and it was like wonderful, like 300 people half naked with a lot of glitters on them, men, <laughs> women, gay or not, like just having fun and pleasure together. We have like dark room and everything like went perfectly. But I know it's a big like... Um, uh, um, responsibility and and charge mental and stress when you open this kind of doors saying like okay we are queer but we are not closing doors maybe you could be invited inside but let's be clear i agree with you like the the fact is like you need to respect the rules yes and the those men are, are like they wasn't like respect the rules yeah, because yeah. it's like it was like the the modern notice is what like it, it was in saint gilles You know, yeah. uh, so it was like uh, Rue Haute, um, and then uh, you have some bars, and then you have uh, people that they're drunks. So the men who come in, it's like was like because oh told me like okay they have to go out because it's uh, but like yeah I know yeah but you never knows like sometimes I'm like. I, yeah, I'm when sure. you have yeah. like a guy there, like, of course, oh, of yeah, course you can. We need to dance. Oh. No, you're not gonna dance, bro. <laughs> of course you can project, like yeah, the first filter. But then sometimes you open the door and you think uh, it's gonna be okay, and this person like are from the community. Which and I agree with you because I this is my work. Yeah, I, yeah. I work like at the door. Like I need to like to judge like super quickly. Not to, no, no, not to judge. No, 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 because everyone is like is welcome. But like you have some rules, and I I need I have like um, the the person who who, who told like who called me like I have to, to respect some rules. And people who who going inside they have to respect the same rules. So this is difficult. But I know like it's safe space. But like that depends. Sometimes it's like. Um, Just for women, sometimes it's like open space. That depends uh, about the, the event, I think. Yeah. I, I'm interested, I'm a little bit like worried about like, okay, we put the rules and I <laughs> hope, I hope, my God, I hope the rules going to be like followed by all of our guests. And uh, if sometimes you have a plus one and uh, and it's uh, maybe an allié, maybe it's not, maybe it's think he's an allié, but inside... Let's try something normcore. <laughs> <laughs> so the next fragment is quite special. Um, it is our only sound recording that we know of by Susan Susan Daniel. Uh, she was the first person to make a gay and lesbian organization in Belgium, Kulturcentrum Belgia, in 1953. She was born in 1918, and she was openly gay and became an activist and a pioneer at a very early age. This recording is from 1996, when Suzanne was 78 years old. And it's not the best quality because it was recorded in a restaurant, um, but we did the best to make it audible. And it has been digitized by, for us by the Archive Center von Suzanne Daniel. And as it is in Dutch, we will first play the clip and then read a translated summary of what she's saying. Ik ben aan het babbelen. Ja, aan dat meisje. En dat komt bij één halen voor te dansen met haar. En ze zegt, vous permettez que je vous enlève l'intellectuel. Je verstaan Laat me toe dat intellectuel doen. Afscheid nemen van u, dat ik er kan mee dansen. Dat was vriendelijk met mij, de zotouder. Want ik heb een, een defaut, ik ben de pabbeles. En ik ben erg aangetrokken van al wat dat geestelijk is. Maar geestelijk zo. En, en alhoewel dat ik in die wereld ging, vond ik er niet wat ik er zocht. I'm going to try to <laughs> to translate in English. Did you understand anything at all of what she was saying? No. <laughs> so she says, I am chit-chatting with some other girls and one of them comes looking uh, for me to dance with her and she says in French, but I will uh, translate, do you allow me to take uh, your intellectual side off and... Uh, for a second so I can dance with you. And by saying this, she was making a fool of me in a gentle way. As I do have a weak side, 
I am attracted to everything intellectual. But as I moved more and more into the, this world, this intellectual world, I didn't find what I was looking for. And that's probably why she ended up in this bar, voilà, looking for someone to dance. Here we have some flirting in lesbian bars in the 30s. Um, we also have this like intellectual scene and these like specific cir circles where you maybe feel more comfortable in um, yeah, any associations right now. Uh, I was thinking that it's making me um, think about how can I put that? Um, I feel that when when uh, um, at a queer space, there's something about um, an openness that I, I I'm talking about something that's very very personal to me uh, that I don't have when I'm at, at another space that is not uh, queer focused, and I think that this openness it's also um, It's very about my identity in my intellectual um, searches. And that's maybe something that, um, how can I say, mm, brings me closer to other people in these parties, even though I can find queer people in other spaces, in other bars, in other restaurants, in other um, venues. And it's because... In those other places, um, I don't feel, let's say, safe enough to be out there uh, with my sexuality. Uh, and it's, it could be because of uh, I'm very much aware of how I'm seen by, for example, uh, cisgender men. And I don't want me. I don't want them to see me as I really am. It's it's a very, it's a very weird, it's difficult to explain because it's a very weird feeling. It's like this some this restriction. Um, and when uh, you're in a, a, a queer space, um, there's for me immediately this um, feeling uh, of wanting to be, you know, still my individual self, but wanting to be more towards the others and have connection that it's non-verbal I'm not afraid of this non-verbal uh, connection and when I'm in the spaces that I don't feel that safe I tend to uh, be more in my bubble and just enjoying the music and I'm like okay I'm looking at the DJ I'm enjoying the music and this all by myself and I rely a lot on my friends but when you are in a space where you There's people like you uh, in, like, for example, a lesbian bar in this case, or you're at a queer party with other non gender nonconforming people. Um, you're open to other types of communications and connections, and so you have this in, in my case, like intellectual. Even if you're not talking to them, this is sort of you know energy exchange um, that doesn't happen that easily in other spaces. Even though I've I've met uh, lesbian women in in clearly not lesbian spaces uh, but it's way more difficult for obvious reasons because there we are we are less but also because maybe you don't show it that much uh, because of the the male gaze that you might have upon yourself well but we have a radar <laughs> yeah <laughs> i think mine is broken <laughs> uh, so This one is from uh, Marianne Lenz, who is another uh, LGBTQI plus pioneer in Brussels. Um, for those who don't know her, uh, she um, opened the first feminist bookstore in Belgium in 1985. Uh, it was called Artemis. It was also an openly lesbian bookstore, very rare for its time. And uh, through this engagement, she was at the center of creating lesbian activist gatherings and... Uh, the resilience of it, especially. Uh, this clip is in English and it's from a phone conversation I had with her in 2020. We felt very isolated. It was so difficult to be in, in collectivities. So uh, we really took a special care of those moments, collective moments, we were all together. It was so different, yes, and, but we found ways and uh, And, and happy ways, really. We were strong. We felt really strong. And, and those who were frightened, little by little, discovered that it was possible to live uh, in a better way. Uh, well, but we had to be very inventive and creative. And uh, that's very often what is happening. The less you have, the more inventive you do become. <laughs> 
because you don't have the choice to, but also because it's a pleasure. So the meetings were really, really happy moments when we would just eat together, uh, reinvent the world, and create a new one immediately. Uh, not, uh, we didn't want to, to wait. We really wanted to do it immediately. Voilà. It's just exactly the definition of like the opening of Fatabat, like doing immediately, not wait, not be prepared, but we don't have a lot, but we can do it. And it's exactly like no choices, no options. And um, and in other ways, I was thinking about like, uh, it was super important to not be too elitist. Um Because, like, we, we, um, the first uh, problems we came was obviously like, we don't have a space as queer person community POC to be together and to talk about our issues and needs and, uh, but our pleasure too, of course. But in another way, like, um, we try to reply to other question like simple of surviving like uh, we have friends without papers we have friends without money without flats without the french languages so so the pleasure passed by it we can have a definition of pleasure like first how you can have some pleasure if you don't speak french in belgium and you don't have your paper and you can have a job and a flat so first let's try to find uh, solutions of uh, uh, urgency, uh, urgency like right now And uh, then when you feel like a little bit safer in your boots, you can like think about like having a party, an exhibition. And so it puts by all this option of uh, group de parole, uh, group, uh, group de maman, like a psychologist and all this kind of stuff. So I think like, yeah, propose um, all this option of pleasure and care. Um, and not just, I come from visual arts. So first, of course, my first idea was like, let's have um, a space for queer artists. And but then I think like, no, it's not enough. First, we have uh, our queer artists have a, a problem. They, ha they need to be like uh, not isolated and talk about like, not just I'm an artist from this school or I can do this or that. So first, how do you eat? every day how do you feel as a queer person before being like an artist and 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 show your work i love the 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 words uh she she he mm, yeah, she. she okay um she told like uh we need to be inventive and creative i think this is like two words like qui sont important they're more important like because um You need to start by yourself and then you can think about this or this or this. You need to be inventive and creative for yourself and then you can... Tu peux essayer d'aller... d'essayer de voir quelque chose d'autre. Mais d'abord, une sécurité pour toi, te sentir bien, you need to be safe, to, to, to feel safe with, your, with you, with your body, with, with your mind and then you can... Tu peux te dire, OK, je peux aller voir un peu ce qui se passe par là et par là et par là. Mais d'abord, il faut d'abord une stabilité. Euh, après, on peut... Mais une stabilité qui commence déjà avec soi, parce que même avec soi-même, avec sa vie, il faut être inventif, il faut être créatif par rapport à ce qu'on qu vit, par rapport à ce qu'on qu ressent, euh, aux événements qu'on qu fait face, aux réels auxquels on fait face. Et, et après, quand on a essayé, parce que c'est toujours un essai, we need to do it again and again, it's not, c'est pas comme ça. C'est quand on a essayé de trouver une sorte d'équilibre, après on peut essayer de, comme elle dit Ophélie, take pleasure, go out. <laughs> yeah, I, I like also this extract. Uh, I think also these two words are super important, like um, being inventive, creative. Also because a lot of time when you speak about safer space, um, a struggle that I faced in every collective I was in, is at some point people say, oh, but then, 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 oh, then I'm not safe enough, so I will like pull out of the collective, or people tend to be like, oh, but you never can please everyone. 
um, stuff like that. And for me, it's when the the challenge of creativity and inventivity and and the fact that the balance, either for ourselves or or for the group, it's always shifting. When you find one solution for one aspect, you have to be ready to mm. continue committing <laughs> for the next challenge and the next and the next, and mm. it's expensive. And uh, uh, in the sense of expansion, not uh, money, um, <laughs> sometimes money too, because <laughs> you need like a lot of stuff too. But um, but yeah, it's always expanding, and, and I think it's very important to embrace this aspect of um, multiplicity and and so many facets. Um, in the previous extract, actually, something puzzles me about that. I, I wonder if there is not some uh, maybe neurodivergence ableism uh, regarding the fact that you have to leave your intellect out to be able to experience pleasure. Because for some of us, it, it's not how it works. Uh, sensory pleasure is linked to how it feels in our brain and, and mm. it becomes colors and shapes and stuff like that. And I think it's really important to be able to intertwine so many different uh, views of the world. Um, and that's where we all struggle because, of course, I'm only in my own body and my own mind and it's hard, hard to... to try every day to put someone else's shoes but yeah I also find it so interesting and yeah it's amazing when you see it grow and you see more and more happy uh, people happy and also I love when it becomes peer support also not only the people who have the responsibility of the space but how you allow people in the space to take the responsibility this mm. is major and amazing for me and in the, another extract actually um, when we spoke about safer spaces and how when we see others we we feel safer and for example when you shared the uh, character that uh, you put people out for me, that's what I love also when it's actually people who are guests in the space who also take initiatives. And I I feel so like happy when I see that because it's us supporting each other and, and that's really magic. I don't know. That's part of the creativity. <laughs> we move on to the next capsule. It's uh, three parts, and uh, first we'll hear a clip from a panel debating mothers and daughters from 2018. And then there's two shorter clips. One is from, again, uh, Brit Mosselmans from uh, Match, and the other is from uh, Sarah Ziri from Not Your Techno, I guess <laughs> your colleague, both recorded in 2020, and they're all in English. It was hard to find places. Uh, no, <laughs> public places were very hard to get by. That's that's the reason why it was so important to have these bars and these clubs. I think that that was the success of it. Nowadays, it's not it's not a necessity. We could do more here. And I felt it's our responsibility to, to make a change. Not just to say, oh, there aren't enough spaces. Well, then we need to do something about it. Yeah, I think like the, the older lesbians uh, that would like take me under their arm uh, and, uh, and show me how it's done uh, were in that way also role models, let's say. Yeah. <laughs> I've been thinking also uh, during the, the previous in, interventions uh, about the, we always talk about the, the importance of representation, which is, I think it's not the only, uh, the only thing that we can do to, to be inclusive, it, but it's a starting point. Um, and the fact that, uh, you know, when you have more um, outspoken uh, lesbian bars and, and spaces, um, 
for me, when I, I, I was identified as a lesbian, as a woman, um, it, it definitely, you know, helps you to to get out there. But I think that also, you know, it, it's it's um, I know it's tricky because in, in the same at the same time, I think that uh, we are always talking about bars and about parties, and uh, lately, especially after the well, we're still in the pandemic, but. Um, I'm thinking maybe too optimistic here, but after the pandemic, um, and I've been experiencing this need for sober spaces more and more, and places where you can uh, have your queer peers around, and it's not only about a performance or a concert or this alcohol. Sometimes it's the drugs as well, which you know it can be fun, but um, I don't know. I, Personally, I've been thinking a lot more about how can you create also sober spaces that are not around uh, um, loud acts, acts and, and alcohol and just, even though I'd said before, and this is a little bit, a little bit contradictory, that we should indulge in our desires and our pleasure, uh, why not finding other, other ways? I mean, I, I keep reading about these statistics of uh, LGBTQ people um, being more prompt to alcoholism and drug, drug uh, and addiction to drugs, and I think it could have—I mean, it has something to do with uh, our experiences, our life experiences that are very different to uh, cis normative people. Uh, but it could also mean that you know we we do indulge in escapism, um, which I'm not saying that bars, uh, lesbian bars are not important, and queer bars are not important, they're very important, and I wish there were more <laughs> in Brussels. Um, but I don't know, it got me thinking a lot about, hey, but what about other kind of spaces that are not just pop-up events um, that we can go to? The problem, is it the money or the society? Both of, our, of the this. Like, it's a real question, because like, I heard like she she told like we we need to do something about it, and um, I was like reflecting about the, the the word she she used like remodel, like maybe you need to remodel the society too because maybe it's a problem like about the society because we we want to open like uh, some more places but like I think that the society don't don't want that like actually because when you when you wanna like uh, just uh, rent a place and then you. The owner asks like about the project, and uh, sometimes when you when you told him like yeah because it's like a, a safe space it's a queer space it's like, okay I'm I'm sorry I sold it. Yeah, but now it's <clears throat> it's a question like of mod because like two years ago there is like no events about like POC and queer community and and just now we have like maybe once a month a lot of not a lot but some of organization mm. popped. And organize things, and now we have like since five years now, La Black History Month, and um, so now when I ask for money for this kind of project, now mm. institutions are like, oh, there is people, there is an audience, mm. oh, mm. maybe I can give them some money for politics ways, of course, and uh, I so we have to use this moment of uh, a la mode because uh, we are like more visible mm -hmm. so we bring money to them and we bring like a nice image and it's for us to be like um, powerful and to and hope it's not going to stay just a mode because now we are we are like more and more visible and uh, society they cannot like deny we are not existing and 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 now we need space for ourselves and we need to be like able to have like to be open in a normal work without saying like being gay is mm. fancy. Je suis d'accord avec toi, mais moi j'ai du mal avec le fait de. Pour moi, ça ne se résume qu'à du paraître. Oui. Moi, c'est le fond qui m'importe. Bien sûr. Avant le. Enfin, parce que sinon, en fait, c'est juste des étiquettes. En fait, on va leur donner l'accès à ça parce que c'est des lesbiens, c'est des gays. Non, non, on est humain, bordel de merde. Enfin, je veux dire, dans le sens, les gens ils disent, on est humain, donc à un moment donné, acceptez-nous en tant qu'être humain. Donc, regardez le fond de la personne avant de commencer à juger. Mais pour l'instant, on s'est Je le sais, évidemment, que ce serait une utopie merveilleuse qu'on serait tous. Que everybody could be like treated in the same ways, évidemment. C'est sûr, mais je veux dire, la loi, elle est de notre côté. Je veux dire, en tant qu'être humain, tu as des droits. Oui, mais les lois maintenant sont en train de changer doucement. It's just really new, like an homophobic injury could be like something 
quelque chose qui peut être euh, euh, plus tabou mm -hmm. que est-ce que vraiment, like in reality, in, if an homosexual person come into the yeah. police station and say <coughs> j'ai juste été injurié, est-ce qu'il y aurait une suite ou quelque chose Donc les choses changent. Je reste optimiste et <coughs> comme toi <rire> et positive en me disant ok step by step. Now I'm just saying like it's a brand like le mm. pinkwashing mm -hmm. et tout ce genre de choses. Donc, on sait qu'on a des opportunités plus faciles pour avoir des slots, que ce soit à la radio ou dans des espaces. Enfin, pas nous, hein. Nous, on travaille tous les jours en secret dans nos caves. Mais, <rire> <rire> Mais je veux dire, dans les institutions, maintenant, ils disent, ah, j'ai entendu, I heard, like, maybe there is, like, this party, there is this person, maybe I can put her, like, on the, la lumière, et que moi, ça va m'apporter des voix, une visibilité, et je suis queer-friendly. Maintenant, de mettre l'étiquette queer-friendly, ça devient de plus en plus available. Mm. So, you, we can use these, like, keys now, and, and push again and again. Mm. Yeah. Um, I, I agree that it's a momentum to like catch, but also I, I think we need to be very strategic because still like in terms of su what subsidy you can get, uh, what pay you can actually give to the artist, the activist, the, any cr type of creation um, that people bring, it's still very low. low it's yeah. very symbolic. Mm -hmm. Uh, there is so many uh, work done unpaid, um, even for myself, like uh, we are very lucky at Brave to have like structural subsidies because also we are in a neighborhood um, plan and because I really didn't want to be in the trendy uh, neighborhood to do um, uh, decolonial queer feminist activism because it's always there that it's supposedly looked for and accepted and I was tired of that um, but still like I work almost double time from what I am supposed to work and I still hear oh but you have so much money for such a small organization la 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 you should be happy you should be thankful and all that um, and I think it's also why sometimes there is not so much happening it's because we are all burned out Um, because we work uh, so much to make stuff happen, but also to survive, um, to heal also from all the traumas that we received before and that we still receive. Um, and that's linked also to all the drug alcohol uh, risk that we are exposed to and and still it's very taboo also within our community because for example brave is a sober space so if you want to do events <laughs> in a sober space we are always happy to host and to find strategies to make it um because it's hard to normalize uh uh having fun soberly, I don't know if mm. it's a word, but um, it's for a lot of people, it's not easy to let loose. Also, we are all traumatized and all that, so it's also a coping mechanism, even if you know you're amongst peers. Um, so yeah, all that is intertwined to me, and I think it's very, very important that we don't just uh, seize the passing trend train because I'm very worried personally I keep saying it like I'm very worried that it's just a trend and mm. and that if we're not strategic it's gonna be just a trend mm. yes I, and uh, that's the fact like I'm worried because like people like they're exhausted you want to do like you have project okay but like if you if you're gonna die like tomorrow I'm sorry but like a project is, is nothing like you know yeah we need to, do, to be smart like but like I hate the fact like the 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 people I need to fight about the rights. This is the like uh, th something like because I'm. I feel it because I'm a woman. I feel it because I'm Muslim. I feel it because I I have uh, uh, I, I'm working in some space the, like at the airport. The, the, a lot of people they're just like men's. You have men's everywhere, so you need to prove them like you are a woman and you can do. But like, it's exhausted. It's exhausting, really. Like, it's some, so now we have to, to, to find a, 
you, we need to remodel the society, I think. Like, you, you need to, to, to find some, um, yeah, strategies, but mm -hmm. like small strategies. But I, me, I feel like I feel a little bit safer since when I burn out after the first fast but I was like, I feel so much pressure. Like I failed uh, for myself, for my community during the pandemic, how they going to do, how, and I didn't do the job like uh, properly. I judge myself a lot and I have like a lot of, so it was super difficult. But finally, when the thing opened again, It started to like new spaces, new projects. Mm. It was not fat about, and I didn't feel like uh, uh, je suis en retard ou qu'est-ce que j'ai fait pendant ce confinement? Pourquoi j'ai pas préparé la nouvelle mm. version? Je me suis dit, it's okay, c'est mm. bon en fait. Il y a le relais et c'est pas de la concurrence et c'est juste de la visibilité encore, like more people, others, option, kind of the same, but different. And, and they are like opening more and more and each day new project and, and popped. So I feel like I don't want these things be a trend, but it's just I'm like people starting and more and more talk together and bring them all together and, and make strategy and try to make it happen. And when I felt exhausted, by my part of my job, I said, okay, I need time. So I took two years and then I can come back and join the, the, the work they made and create new uh, collaboration and, and come to visit Bray for the first time, mm. like, like two months ago. And, and I was like, okay, I, I heard about this space, but I didn't feel ready to be in, but now I can come. And so I feel safer in this way, like... Um, it's it's a not a trend for us because it's our lives, and uh, but but it's um, now I think when the first uh, arrive, the others think okay we can do it. So all the place popped. But you need. Il ne faut pas que tu sois seul, c'est ça que je veux dire. Parce que si pour avoir du relais, tu vois, il faut que ce soit un truc. Euh... Oui, mais il y en a plein. Il y a, il y a mon, notre équipe Fatsabat, mais il y a aussi l'équipe Brave et l'équipe Midfits. Et il y en a de plus en plus. Et là, on devient visible et on devient visible aux yeux des autres avec le grand A. Et, et moi, c'est ça où je me dis que la trend positive, c'est que quand il y en a un qui a commencé à faire quelque chose, So there is one organization and, and then it closed, for example. But the other said, OK. It's okay, we're going to do another one. Et là, tu commences à voir plein de nouvelles familles qui sont en fait la même grande famille, mais juste qui se structurent différemment, qui ont des... Et ça, pour moi, c'est la plus grande force de me dire euh, on, on est en parallèle et ensemble, et même si c'est des, des, des associations qui ne sont pas tout à fait en les gros, mêmes. En gros, là, on oui. ferme une porte, une grande porte qui s'ouvre ailleurs. Mais oui, mille et c'est là où je me dis que la, la, la veine de la, la mode, entre guillemets, c'est pas notre mode, c'est qu'enfin, on se sent un peu plus fort et on se dit, OK, on sait ce qui manque, on sait ce qu'on a essayé d'un côté, nous, on veut faire ça, mais pas tout à fait. Et donc là, ça commence à se mettre en place et à travailler. Parce que aussi, on, comme tu dis, uh, we need like to heal and we need to propose something and to be creative and, and to have pleasure. So... <rire> Yes, uh, speaking of pleasure, um, let's get to the next fragment and the last one. Um, so this last fragment is a rare find. It was recorded in the 70s. Um, it's from the Brussels-based feminist radio show Clet Mariette. And we found it on a cassette from a box of old recordings of queer and feminist radio shows in the archives of AVG Carif. And uh, yeah, if you want, if you're a bit confused by all these archi archives we're talking about, uh, you can find them all on bad.brussels. They're all on the website. Um, but now we're going to listen to the next fragment. And since this is in French, we will do a little English summarization afterwards. Alors, euh, c'est bien possible en fait que Clète Mariette va faire la nourriture euh, ce jour-là. Tout simplement parce qu'elles se sont trouvées à un moment donné, bon, nous ne sommes pas toujours des très, très actifs des réunions, des radios alternatives, et c'est vrai que euh, le côté nourriture n'avait pas été pris en charge. 
Alors, euh, nous, pour nous amuser, parce que c'est vrai qu'on a dit ça pour s'amuser, on a dit, eh bien, Clète Mariette fait la bouffe. Bon, en fait, euh, bon, on est assez, je crois, euh, comment est-ce qu'on dit, émancipé pour ne pas avoir honte de faire éventuellement à manger, euh, même pour une fête de radios alternatives. Et une bonne bouffe aussi. Oui, ce serait une bonne bouffe. Mais si on nous emmerde de trop par des types de petites réflexions qui nous font suer, alors ce sera peut-être de la bouffe merdique aussi. <rire> Une nourriture subversive. Très bonne, mais empoisonnée. Plutôt. Oui, empoisonnée, euh, chaud-froid comme ça, <rire> aigre doux, coloré, oui. un poulet vert. Enfin, bref, féministe. Oui, un pou oui, oui, oui. On, va, on va vous servir un petit poulet féministe. So here's a little summary for the non-French speakers. The hosts of Clet Mariette are saying that they have decided on take on preparing food for a meeting of alternative radios and that it will probably be good food unless people start to be too demanding. Then they might make something bad, subversive, bittersweet, like a petit poulet féministe, a little feminist chicken. Um, to me, it has made me think uh, about something that actually Ophelia said uh, right before and it got me, like it puts words to what I was feeling inside that, uh, um, you know, feminism and queerness are not a trend. This is our lives. Um, but sometimes, you know, when you you have a feminist concept, um, you are either forced or some people just do it because they feel like it to tone it down in order to fit, uh, so in order to not have a conflict or se faire merder. Um, so I think it's it's a bit related to the previous discussion um, on, you know, the challenge would be, okay, uh, let's maybe use the trend to other advantage um, and use the momentum on feminism and LGBT, uh, you know, but... Um, The challenge would be, okay, how can we still do it and not be something just symbolic and polished down and tone it down and be our uh, authentic queer fact selves and, um, yeah, transcend uh, as human beings and not just a checkbox. Um, you, you, were, you were saying we are human beings. We are not just... Part of a of a trend, and, and that's uh, I mean it, it 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 speaks to me in in that way of okay uh, we might poison you with our uh, feminist like chicken. We are simple. <laughs> yeah, because we're not just here to make you feel good about you being this ally, alternative person, and because I, I mean I've in the past I've heard so many times the the, the phrase uh, yeah, but we already have um, a women concept. We already have something like your project. I'm like, my project is not a women project. It's, yeah, it's uh, based on, I mean, the focus on women, gender non-conforming people. Most of our team is non-binary people and women, but that's not it. We are allowed to transcend as well and be multifaceted and not just this. Um, I mean, because, yeah, as I said before, representation is it's, it's great, but it's just not that. It's not symbolic. We need something else. We need to be uh, angry as well, <laughs> if we want to. Yeah, yeah I, I think uh, kind of what you said, but I think it's important also to, to show, like, if we stay in the cuisine allegory, uh, that uh, there is so many flavors. And we are often boxed. Like, lately, I'm, I'm, I'm quite annoyed at hearing oh the queer aesthetic mm. with no plural like not even aesthetics <laughs> and and no because often it's like what like uh, leaders think uh, beautiful bodies that are quite standard now okay we have a bit more of uh, um, skin color and race but even that uh, diversity is very like, okay, we will check the boxes of racial diversity. Um, we won't get into too much of like 
interracial, biracial people, that's too complicated. Uh, disability, we won't even approach it. Uh, yeah. Fat phobia is still huge and all that. And, and also the fact that we link queer with like a lot of technology, for example, to me is also difficult because there is so many more, like not every queer thing is like super in and hit and blah, 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 and trendy. And also we're not always rainbow and glitters and happy and yes. cute. Mm. And so yeah. uh, like fashion, you know? Uh, and yeah, I think it's very important to serve anger, bitterness, sadness, mm. because sadness is very real <laughs> and all that. And yeah. And about the fact that people say, oh, yeah, we already have one like uh, mm. queer project. We already, already have one POC project, one feminist project. Yeah, one. Great. <laughs> Super. <laughs> there, there are layers to that. I mean, we talk about community a lot because it's, it's important to us. But even within that, that community, you have so many different layers and intersections and different groups of people and not even groups, different individual identities. I think what it's, it's, uh, it amazes me, fascinates me about the, uh, the queer community sometimes. This is a very Aquarian, uh, uh, I talked about cats, now I talked about astrology, and of course, it had to, had to at some point, <laughs> bring it up. Um, this Aquarian idea of uh, individual awareness, uh, but within the collective. So yes, we are a collective, but we are individuals as well, and we relate to each other in different ways. And there are many layers, which is not uh, one totem, one ball. Je trouve que c'est important ce que tu dis par rapport au fait de, enfin, l'accent que tu mets sur le fait de dire que on est une communauté, mais on est d'abord singulier. Enfin, moi, je le prends comme ça, individuel mais singulier. Ça veut dire que c'est vrai que outre le fait de dire qu'on est féministe, on est queer, il y a une histoire qui nous appartient, qui fait que même ces étiquettes-là, on va les utiliser à notre manière, nous. On va nous-mêmes inventer notre manière de faire mm -hmm. par rapport à ce qu'on vit, par exemple. Et ça ne doit être qu'un plus, en fait. Mais c'est difficile de trouver, on va dire, des fois, un terrain d'entente. Mais on essaye. Et jusqu'à... Enfin, on, 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 on continuera à le faire jusqu'à ce qu'on y arrive. Et ça, c'est super chouette. C'est, ce ce on va dire, une sorte de collectivité solitaire, en fait. Tu te sens... C'est cool <rire> <rire> Well, I think on that note, uh, it is time to wrap up. If, um, uh, yeah, to say goodbye and thank you to thank our you fantastic so guests. Thank, thank you. you. Merci. 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 Kicking off our first episode and uh, we'd love to reconnect with you sometime. Um, oui. Yeah, I don't know. Everyone can give a big goodbye, maybe. Mm -hmm. Merci. Thank you. Merci. Or anything you would like to add about any future events coming up or... Um, Anything else? Yes. <coughs> yes. <laughs> so, um, Fatsaba just come back uh, and the first date. So it's now taking the form of a collective. So for the first time, we have a proper team with a proper like structure. And so if you're still in, you can still join. It's not a closed thing. But uh, we are preparing the festival So a festival gonna. So we are talking about momentum and this kind of stuff. But without wall, without just uh, being like a little bit thankful. <laughs> All this question you joined, you came with like we give you a lot of a little bit of money, but not too much. But money, so we are still thankful for the first step. So we're gonna have a festival in like from the 11th to the 15th of June of May, May, May in uh, Atelier de Sandis. So we're like working on this big stuff. And if you go want to go out like just uh, for a weekend or even the... Uh, I was like working at the Recyclar. It's a queer space. And uh, if they have a nice uh, events, uh, shows. And it's really good. Nice. <laughs> Great. Yeah, with Misfit, unfortunately, we don't have any fixed dates uh, right now, but we are discussing partnerships and hopefully in the, in the next months we will have a few, a few events. We are looking for a graphic designer, so if someone is listening, <laughs> we want to help. <laughs>
brave, there is stuff coming up, but uh, still blurry for now, and things will drop bit by bit. Uh, we will have soon um, workshops. Uh, uh, an exhibition is in preparation about diversity within lesbians' identities. Um, and also, ah, we are launching, uh, starting um, art peer support group. So the idea is to come when you want to show your work to your peers. Uh, it's in a chosen mixicity of just being concerned by uh, body and identities politics uh, and have feedbacks or ideas or support for anything like even also sharing maybe materials or I don't know like maybe creating collaborations when you need skills that you don't have anyway so that's coming up soon oh yeah uh, I know some if you like uh, if you need help you, you you're struggling with some uh, something I, n I know like some um, some psychologists like a uh, queer psychologist if oh, you, if you oh, need that's great to know okay yeah. What a resource. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, goodbye. <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you. So this was episode one of Bad Radio, a space for pleasure. We are Jessica Gise, Mara Itte, and Mia Melba. Thank you, BNA Bibliothe, for hosting and recording us. Our sound engineer is Arthur Lacomé. Mixing by Flavien Gillier. Music by Les Amperdus, a queer Antwerp-based music theatre collective. Our online space is made by Lauriane Panel, Roxane Maillet, and Lorraine Furter, with extra help from Anna Cassey, Betty, and Chicho. Special thanks to Marnie Slater, Birk Mursulman, Sarah Ziri, and Marianne Lenz for their interviews, and to the archives Avej Karif, François Santaniel, and Roussa. And of course, all you Brussels queers, thank you. That is an initiative of Girls Heart Brussels with support from Equal Brussels, Egalité des Chances de la Ville de Bruxelles, and Visit Brussels.